Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Thursday, February 15th. Happy Single Awareness Day, which may be my new favorite B-System scam, because they put it on the 15th to remove the undertone of self-pity and sadness from V-Day, and, get this, because there'll be a ton of Valentine stuff marked down at the Walmart today. Now, I can't figure how buying discount day-old Valentine candy for yourself is supposed to assuage self-pity and sadness, but if that don't spell awesome, I don't know what does. Except, yeah, I do. It's St. Skeletor's Day, which today also is. You want to talk self-pity and sadness? This is the most bitter and spiteful beast system religious feast since Roe v. Wade Day. It's devoted to the destruction of love and people in loving relationships. Darn and encourages all them misanthropic incels who didn't get nothing yesterday to lash out at the healthy people. If you see people holding hands today, you're supposed to push them into a puddle, but don't. And if you don't know, incels, or involuntary celibates, are these severely socially maladapted dudes who can't get girlfriends, can't understand why, are super hostile about it, and somehow blame women for being attracted to masculine well-adjusted guys who bathe and have jobs, instead of them. They're the perfect narcissistic storm of victimhood and entitlement, and have been known to get violent and even kill when they don't get their way. Jordan Peterson is pretty good at explaining to them, look, if girls don't like you, they're right. Girls ain't the ones need to change, but you can't tell nobody nothing. What they need is for somebody to take a genuine interest in them and help coach them back into healthy society, but nobody will. Because number one, that's called stalker bait. B, it's way more work than anybody can do. And third, incels hate all the normals, especially the ones that try to help. It's demonics what it is. Our reading for today is Exodus 39, 1 through 40, 38, Mark 1, 1 through 28, Psalm 35, 1 through 16, and Proverbs 9, 11 and 12. So if y'all are ready, I tried to Google incel jokes to throw one in right here. And boy, do I regret that. Seriously, y'all just steer way around that whole scene. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday on the 14th in the Old Testament, we read Exodus 37.1 through 38.31. And chapter 37 describes how Bezaliel built the ark according to the Lord's instruction, with the mercy seat and the cherubim and everything and the table, and the vessels for the table, and the candlesticks, and lamps, and all the stuff for the temple ceremonies, including the anointing oil and incense. And he continues on in chapter 38 with making the altar and all the stuff that goes along with that. He made the laver of brass, and the foot of it of brass, and he made them out of the looking glasses of the women that assembled around the door of the tabernacle. Because that's what women used for mirrors back then, was polished sheets of brass. Then he made the court with all the wooden walls and sockets to stand the boards up in and the woven wall hangings and the pillars. And it sounds like Bezaliel really knew his way around a workshop. He's going to be one of the first guys I talk to when I get to heaven. Verse 23 says, with him was a holy ab doing half the work. But it sounds like Bezaliel was the framing guy and a holy ab was like the trim carpenter. And all the gold that was occupied for the work and all the work of the holy place was 20 and 9 talents and 730 shekels. And a talent was either 82 pounds and change, or 94 pounds and change, depending on whether it's Greek or Hebrew. 
which is a legit question because this is a Hebrew book translated into Greek. So who knows? Whatever, it's a lot of gold. A shekel is about a half ounce. So all told, we're talking about maybe over 2,777 pounds of gold. I would be happy with one pound of gold. And if any of y'all are interested in my happiness, that's 3311 Gulf Breeze Parkway, Box 207, Gulf Breeze, Florida, 32563. And the silver was in 100 talents and 1,703 score and 15 shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary, which may have been heavier than a regular shekel. And they apparently gathered this up one becca at a time from every man 20 years old and older. And a becca is a half a shekel. Then it lists how much was used to cast the individual parts of the tabernacle. But that's as far as we read. So I come away with skills are from the Lord for his glory so we can glorify him in the earth and we are his dwelling place and we see here that he spares no expense in adornment of the place we share with him. And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 28, 1 through 20, and that's the last chapter of Matthew. So on Sunday, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, not this one sitting next to me, but the other Mary, they go to see the sepulcher. And if you piece it together from all four Gospels, there are apparently four women there that day. I don't know if they all rode together or just happened to get there at the same time or if they all even knew each other. But it was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, Salome, the wife of Zebedee and the mother of James and John, and Joanna, wife of Husa, Herod's steward of all people. And in Mark 16.1, it says they brought sweet spices and they came to anoint Jesus' body for burial. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, bright and shining, and his raiment was white as snow, indicating purity. And the guards were so scared they passed out, or played dead, maybe. And the angel is like, y'all looking for Jesus? I don't know why, he gone. He told y'all he wouldn't even be here after the third day. He's all the way to Galilee by now. Go find him there and tell everybody you can find on the way. And those girls, they ran to do that. And while they were doing that, Jesus came and found them. And he said, don't be afraid. Go and tell all the brothers to come find me in Galilee, like y'all was already doing in the first place. So it didn't take long for the chief priest to hear that Jesus was back. And they all got together with the elders to try to figure out what to do about it. So they went to the soldiers that had been guarding the tomb and said, look, we need y'all to say y'all fell asleep on guard duty and them disciples must have come and stole the body. And the guards are like, it'll never work. First of all, we're Roman soldiers. We don't fall asleep on guard duty. And if we did, we'd be executed. Besides, everybody saw the empty tomb and them four girls over there already met with him. Everybody knows he's back. Nobody's going to believe you. And the Pharisees are like, well, we know it's not true. We just need y'all to say it. The governor won't say anything. He don't even want any part of this Jesus guy. And if he does, we'll take care of it. He's easy to bribe. And we're planning on killing the witnesses. So take this bribe and go along with it. So they did. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee and met up with Jesus, who tells them to go preach the word and teach all nations, baptizing people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus wraps up by saying, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, there's a lot more to that story, but Matthew didn't feel any more was necessary to bring up. But we will get to that. One of my favorite verses. Jesus says, after telling us that he has been given all authority in heaven and in earth, gives instructions and wraps it up with, and this is my favorite part, and lo, look, remember, I am 
with you, always, even to the end of the age. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 34, 11 through 22, which says, Come ye children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Okay, let's hear it. it says, You want to live a long time? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it, because the Lord's watching. His face is against them that do evil. And verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Ain't it though? But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. And he does. Maybe not in an obvious way, and maybe not on your schedule. And maybe what you consider an affliction really isn't. And maybe what you consider deliverance really isn't. But God's got it all under control, so just trust the plan. And verse 20 is interesting. It says, He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Is that supposed to be a prophetic Jesus reference just slipped in there like that? And verse 22 sums it up. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Amen. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, if we believe him, if we believe he's near. And this morning I was thinking about Jacob wrestling for his blessing. The blessing was his, but he took it by deception. This time he pursued it uprightly, straightforward. He was not going to let go until he got it, legitimately. His name was changed and he walked differently after that encounter. He was broken that night. He was alone for the first time ever. And the Lord met him. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. And remember yesterday when he said, don't argue with fools? Well, today he says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So knowing what's sacred, what's holy, that's understanding. This is how we resist conformity to the world, by knowing what's holy, and not giving it to dogs. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for February 15th is Exodus 39.1 through 4038. And of the blue and purple and scarlet, they made cloths of service, to do service in the holy place, and made the holy garments for Aaron, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he made the ephod of gold, blue and purple and scarlet, and fine twine linen. And they did beat the gold into thin plates, and cut it into wires, to work it in the blue and in the purple, and in the scarlet, and in the fine linen, with cunning work. They made shoulder pieces for it, to couple it together. By the two edges was it coupled together. And the curious girdle of his ephod that was upon it was of the same, according to the work thereof, of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine twine linen, as the Lord commanded Moses. And they wrought onyx stones enclosed in ouches of gold, graven as signets are graven, with the names of the children of Israel. And he put them on the shoulders of the ephod, that they should be stones for a memorial to the children of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he made the breastplate of cunning work, like the work of the ephod, of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine twine linen. It was four square. They made the breastplate double. A span was the length thereof, and a span the breadth thereof, being doubled. And they set in it four rows of stones. The first row was a sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This was the first row. And the second row, an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. And the third row, a ligure, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in ouches of gold in their enclosings, and the stones were according to the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, every one with his name, according to the twelve tribes. And they made upon the breastplate chains at the ends, of wreathen work of pure gold, 
And they made two ouches of gold and two gold rings, and put the two rings in the two ends of the breastplate. And they put the two wreathen chains of gold in the two rings on the ends of the breastplate. And the two ends of the two wreathen chains they fastened in the two ouches, and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod before it. And they made two rings of gold, and put them on the two ends of the breastplate, upon the border of it, which was on the side of the ephod inward. And they made two other golden rings, and put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath, toward the forepart of it, over against the other coupling thereof, above the curious girdle of the ephod. And they did bind the breastplate by his rings, unto the rings of the ephod, with a lace of blue, that it might be above the curious girdle of the ephod, and that the breastplate might not be loosed from the ephod, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he made the robe of the ephod of woven work, all of blue. And there was an hole in the midst of the robe, as the hole of a haberjan, with a band round about the hole, that it should not rend. And they made upon the hems of the robe pomegranates of blue, and purple, and scarlet, and twine linen. And they made bells of pure gold, and put the bells between the pomegranates upon the hem of the robe, round about between the pomegranates. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate, round about the hem of the robe to minister in, as the Lord commanded Moses. And they made coats of fine linen of woven work for Aaron, and for his sons, and a mitre of fine linen, and goodly bonnets of fine linen, and linen breeches of fine twine linen, and a girdle of fine twine linen, and blue and purple and scarlet of needlework as the Lord commanded Moses. And they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and wrote upon it a writing, like to the engravings of a signet, Holiness to the Lord. And they tied unto it a lace of blue, to fasten it on high upon the mitre, as the Lord commanded Moses. Thus was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did they. And they brought the tabernacle unto Moses, the tent and all his furniture, his tatches, his boards, his bars, and his pillars, and his sockets, and the covering of ram skins dyed red, and the covering of badger skins, and the veil of the covering, the ark of the testimony, and the staves thereof, and the mercy seat, the table, and all the vessels thereof, and the shewbread, the pure candlestick with the lamps thereof, even with the lamps to be set in order, and all the vessels thereof, and the oil for light, and the golden altar, and the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, and the hanging for the tabernacle door, the brazen altar, and his grate of brass, his staves, and all his vessels, the laver, and his foot, the hangings of the court, his pillars, and his sockets, and the hanging for the court gate, his cords, and his pens, and all the vessels of the service of the tabernacle for the tent of the congregation, the cloths of service to do service in the holy place, and the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, and his son's garments to minister in the priest's office. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel made all the work. And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it, and Moses blessed them. Chapter 40 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month shalt thou set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation, and thou shalt put therein the ark of the testimony, and cover the ark with the veil. And thou shalt bring in the table, and set in order the things that are to be set in order upon it. And thou shalt bring in the candlestick, and light the lamps thereof. And thou shalt set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony, and put the hanging of the door to the tabernacle. And thou shalt set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. And thou shalt set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and shalt put water therein. And thou shalt set up the court round about, and hang up the hanging at the court gate. And thou shalt take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle, and all that is therein, and shalt hallow it, and all the vessels thereof and it shall be holy. 
And thou shalt anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all his vessels, and sanctify the altar, and it shall be an altar most holy. And thou shalt anoint the laver and his foot, and sanctify it. And thou shalt bring Aaron and his sons unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and wash them with water. And thou shalt put upon Aaron the holy garments, and anoint him, and sanctify him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt bring his sons, and clothe them with coats. And thou shalt anoint them, as thou didst anoint their father, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Thus did Moses, according to all that the Lord commanded him, so did he. And it came to pass in the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was reared up. And Moses reared up the tabernacle, and fastened his sockets, and set up the boards thereof, and put in the bars thereof, and reared up his pillars. And he spread abroad the tent over the tabernacle, and put the covering of the tent above upon it, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he took and put the testimony into the ark, and set the staves on the ark, and put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, and set up the veil of covering, and covered the ark of the testimony as the Lord commanded Moses. And he put the table in the tent of the congregation upon the side of the tabernacle northward without the veil. And he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he put the candlestick in the tent of the congregation over against the table, on the side of the tabernacle southward. And he lighted the lamps before the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he put the golden altar in the tent of the congregation before the veil. And he burnt sweet incense thereon, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he set up the hanging at the door of the tabernacle. And he put the altar of burnt offering by the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation, and offered upon it the burnt offering and the meat offering, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and put water there to wash withal. And Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet thereat. When they went into the tent of the congregation, and when they came near unto the altar, they washed, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle, and the altar, and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. And our reading in the New Testament for February 15th is Mark 1, 1-28. The Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness, and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, and with a girdle of a skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts and wild honey, and preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened, and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. 
And there came a voice from heaven, saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants, and went after him. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. And our reading in Psalms for February 15th is Psalm 35, 1-16. A Psalm of David Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler, and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear, and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind, and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery, and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid from me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he hath hid catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall, and my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivers the poor from him that is too strong for him? Yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. False witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into mine own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But in mine adversity they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. Yea, the abjects gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and cease not. With hypocritical mockers and feasts they gnashed upon me with their teeth. And our reading in Proverbs for February 15th is Proverbs 9, 11, and 12. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. And that will do it for the 15th. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Romans 5, 6, which says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
So hit the 30 second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little bit on where we stand. Because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, we all stand guilty before your holiness, falling infinitely short of your glory. We are without strength, powerless to work out our own salvation. But in due time, neither too soon nor too late, but in that very point of time which your wisdom knew to be more proper than any other, you sent your only Son to take the place of the ungodly for our sake, even though we could never merit such favor. We now stand in grateful awe of your salvation, Lord, and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yallin' I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody that's listening and let this podcast be some kind of help to them. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you want to support it, what I need you to do is pray for me and Bible Y'all Squaw and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if making the world better is too much for you, just try not to make it any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. And our reading in Proverbs for September, September, 